Welcome to Exploring Sacred Spaces, a Pardes mini-podcast series featuring the Maggid of Melbourne, Rabbi Dr. Levy Cooper. Throughout this series, the Maggid of Melbourne will be taking us on an exploration of synagogue architecture and what makes physical space fit for sacred action. And now, here's the Maggid of Melbourne himself, Levy Cooper. This is Levy Cooper coming to you from Tsur Hadassah. One of the most important items in a synagogue is undoubtedly the Aron HaKodesh, the Holy Ark or Heichal, where the Torah is kept. In Um El Kanatir, in the Golan Heights, not far from the Yishuv Natur, there are remains of a synagogue from the Byzantine period. That's from the period of the Talmud. And there, in those remains, we have on the southern wall facing Jerusalem an Aron Kodesh. In archaeological terms, this is known as a Heichalit. And it is an impressive structure over five meters high with steps going up to it and various artwork etched into the structure with uh, symbols of Jewish tradition like the seven-branched candelabra, shofar, and the four species. This is the oldest shul that has an Aron Kodesh. Now, does that mean that other shuls, ancient shuls, from that period, did not have Aronot Kodesh, did not have holy arcs. So scholars have taught us that the Aron Kodesh only became a feature of synagogues around the 3rd and 4th centuries. Before that, one could enter a synagogue from all directions, and in the direction of Yerushalayim there would have been uh, entryways, as well as a large opening or window that would look out towards the direction of Jerusalem. And it was only in the Mishnaic period that they began to close up that wall and turn it into the direction of prayer. Indeed, in the Tosefta, we have a description of the seating arrangements and there, in that Tosefta, we hear that the people would sit with uh, facing the Holy Ark, while the elders would face the people. At the next stage of development of the synagogue, they added an Aron Kodesh. Before that, where did they keep the Torah? So the Torah was kept in a, uh, in a box that was portable and would have been brought in for the Torah reading and then put back to its place when the Torah reading had concluded. When they began to use an Aron Kodesh, we hear from the sages of the Talmud that people were relating to it as just a, just a cupboard. And the sages wanted people to understand that this wasn't just another cupboard, but rather this was 
a holy ark. So the Gemara tells us that uh, there are various iniquities that cause women to lose their lives while during childbirth. Now that already appears in the Mishnah and the Gemara adds, in addition to the list of three sins that are mentioned in the Mishnah, the Gemara adds another possibility, al shekorin la'aron ha'kodesh arena, that they call the holy ark a cupboard. So we hear the sages are trying to discourage people from just looking at the holy ark as just another cupboard and to refer to it as the holy cupboard, a place where we keep the, the Torah. And the Aron Kodesh uh, doesn't have one form. Sometimes it was a, uh, um, a separate structure that was uh, attached to the wall, and other times it was burrowed out from within the wall. And uh, over the years, over the centuries, there are different motifs used to decorate the Aron Kodesh, often influenced by the cultural surroundings and fashions. In our shul that we're building here in Sarhadasa, we of course will follow this tradition that's uh, almost 2,000 years old. And in our shul, we are planning, of course, a Aron Kodesh, a holy ark in the main sanctuary and in our Beit Midrash, which will serve as a place of prayer for our Sephardi Minyan. And this Aron Kodesh has been donated and it will be in place before we move into the new building. Uh, the second Aron Kodesh in the Beit Midrash, we're probably going to move into our new building before we've finished uh, that Aron Kodesh. And like other things that we need to finish once we move in, we will make do in the meantime. The question, though, that we will have to grapple with is what are we going to do with our existing holy ark? What are we going to do with the Aron Kodesh that we're using now? And that's a tough question because an Aron Kodesh is Tashmishei Kedusha. It's an item that has been used for holy purposes, and therefore you can't just throw it away. And the problem is that you can't even really uh, use it for something that is less holy once it was the home for the Torah. So what are we going to do with the existing Aron Kodesh when we move? Uh, there are those who have suggested, why don't we bring it with us and we can use it in the Beit Midrash until we uh, complete the Aron Kodesh in the Beit Midrash. We'll need to check whether that actually is feasible, where, whether it fits and, uh, and um, uh, how much room it takes and so on. But the truth is that doesn't solve the problem because once we then finish the Beit Midrash, we will then need to consider what are we going to do with that Aron Kodesh. So the question is, what can be done with an old Aron Kodesh? And I can think of four different possibilities. The first possibility is Gniza. We can sequester it, bury it, 
Like with all items of holiness that have completed their lives, they receive a respectful uh, burial, and we could bury the Aaron Kodesh. That seems to me a possibility, but it would be a bit of a shame since our Aaron is still usable. A second possibility is to say that uh, the official baiting has a standing condition that once an Aaron Kodesh, once a holy ark is no longer needed, then it doesn't it is no longer considered to be the whole a holy ark, and that would be a statutory uh, proviso. And then we could use it for if we take that into account, then we can use it for a different purposes. Uh, of course, it wouldn't be appropriate to use it for a mundane purpose, but we could use it for perhaps a bookshelf for holy books, and that perhaps is better use than just burying it uh, to use it as a bookshelf. I'm not sure that's relevant for our purposes, since it, we're, we're also going to have new bookcases, and the Aaron Kodesh isn't exactly structured like a bookshelf, but I guess it could be repurposed for that need. A third possibility is that an Aron Kodesh can be sold and then the uh, sanctity of the Aron transfers to the money and that money can then be used for holy purposes. So that's certainly a possibility. And we'd have to find a buyer and see if there's someone who's interested in an Aaron Kodesh. A final possibility is to pass it on to another community or to the local chapter of Bnei Akiva, uh, to another community somewhere else who needs an Aaron Kodesh and they can then use it. The uh, community leadership will obviously have to make a decision as to which of those halachic choices are most appropriate in our situation. That's all for now. Until the next time, to the Beit Midrash! Thank you for joining us for Exploring Sacred Spaces, a Pardes podcast production featuring the Maggid of Melbourne, Levy Cooper. If you like what you just heard, please give us a five-star review wherever you download your podcasts. Follow us on your favorite streaming platform or subscribe to our newsletter to receive Pardes Torah direct to your inbox. Thanks for listening.